Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know who that's? The Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to answer some mailbag questions as free agency starts to slow down now. So we bring in our friend who is the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, how you feeling after the first wave of free agency frenzy has kind of leveled out? You know, I I enjoyed this one, actually. This, this was... Uh... It was quick and painless. It, it, you got a, a a bunch of names, you know, not no huge names, but a bunch of good, uh, solid names right, uh, pretty quickly in the process before the Wednesday even really started. And it was like, okay, I felt like it was it was over. I'm like, okay, they're not completely done, obviously, but this felt like, okay, I could start living my life again. I start <laughs> as, as Suppose are just being on call waiting um so yeah it, it was nice it's nice to be over and now we can start shifting our attention solely to the draft first question comes from jesse parrots he says did joe douglas actually know that he had blake cashman on the roster when houston made an offer for him that's a good question because honestly i had even completely forgotten he was here the funny thing is <laughs> cashman when he played was terrible but he barely ever played I still can't believe Joe Douglas got literally anything for this guy. A sixth rounder next year. I know it doesn't sound like much, but for Blake Cashman, who I would be surprised if he ever suits up for the Houston Texans, that is a steal. Joe Douglas, we can, no matter what, how anything turns out, 
we can tell you that Joe Douglas was one of the best all-time finesse kings when it comes to the trade market. Like, his ability to get the most out of players he's he's trading away, uh, it, it, it's unmatched. It's, it's unmatched. Like, I mean, just you look around at what some of these other huge names are going for, including what Russell Wilson got for, went for, and which was barely what Jamal Adams went for. And we were talking about this before we started recording this. Fans don't always uh, take into consideration the context before trades, and that's why sometimes the value can be so lopsided and skewed. But that's never really the case with Joe Douglas, and sometimes that case, it should work against Joe Douglas, and he still somehow gets, like, he shouldn't have been able to get what he got for Jamal Adams, just A, because of the safety uh, positional value aspect of it. B, everyone knew Jamal wanted out and like what other options did he have? I don't think there was a, th- that many teams really competing for him. If the, everyone should have known of, about Sam Darnold, he shouldn't have been able to get that much there. So to be able to still, it's just a sixth round pick and it's not even till next, the next year's draft, but man, to be able to get a six round draft pick, that's, that's more value than Blake Cashman has brought his entire time here by the way chris since you brought up sam darnold i know that you've sort of been unplugged for a while so you might not have seen this but i thought this was one of the best tweets of at least the last couple of weeks this is from jeremy igo at carolina huddle on twitter said in light of baker mayfield requesting a trade from the cleveland browns the carolina panthers have asked sam darnold to request a trade oh wow Oh, that's good. I like that. That's one of those where if you don't think about it and you just read it real quickly, it doesn't necessarily sink in until you stop. Because if you look at the comments, there are a ton of people. Is this real? Is this true? And it just went right over their head. But I thought that was clever on several different levels and absolutely one of the best tweets that I've seen in a while. Next question comes in from Damian Shaw. He says, will any of last year's tight ends be on this team opening day? And bless you, Peter J. Dillard. You are the greatest because his comment right after that question was, please, God, no, with about six exclamation points. (laughs) I can't see any of these tight ends being on the roster unless you're counting Trevon Wesco, but I really view him more as a fullback. Maybe he has a chance, but the rest of those guys are not going to be here, especially after they sign both Conklin and Azoma. I mean, I'll give you Boa a, a chance to, to to do something in training camp, uh, but he's they're not going in with him uh, penciled in at, on the opening roster. They're they're also not necessarily done at the tight end position. If they're they the idea of signing Uzama and Conklin is you know. Hey, we need guys. We this, this, we were like bottom of the league here. It just get us something good, solid, good, solid. Give give us two of them, and then that gives us flex them flexibility going forward. So if the, if there's somebody there they like, and this is I'm not even saying that it, it, they it would rule out a potential trade up a little bit. We know how Joe Douglas will do that. Uh, but I could I could see him in the middle round still absolutely targeting a, a tight end there, but it's gonna it you know it's gonna have to value is gonna have to match up for Joe Douglas. That's pretty obvious at this point. 
Speaking of not being done at the tight end position, Regnu Moss asks, after signing two tight ends, does that rule out drafting Trey McBride? I don't think it necessarily does. They might still try to target him at some point. There have been some people saying that they think he may actually be available in the third round and maybe he makes it past the second round. I think there are other tight ends that they could get. This is a very deep tight end class, so I wouldn't shut the door on McBride or any other tight end as a possibility in the draft. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, that, you know, specifically uh, if it, it shuts the door on him. I don't know how they feel about him. It doesn't shut the door on tight end, like I said. It definitely doesn't. Um, it it makes it the urgency less, you know. They don't, they don't have to force one. They don't have to feel like they have to reach for one in the second. Um, but if if they look at the board and he that's near the top of the, the board at least – then they they'll they'll go ahead and do it. They're they they're not looking at Uzama and Conklin and saying, "Oh, we're set at a uh, tight end for the next five ten years." <laughs> they know they could they could still upgrade there, but they needed to get a solid baseline. So, like uh, you know, they they needed the floor of their tight end group to be Conklin and Uzama. That that's what that's what they needed it to be. That that's exactly it. They they built the floor. And now they're looking to see if they can, you know, build a wall and ceiling and all that. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Fox Bandana. He says, should the Jets trade for a defensive end, and if so, who? I wouldn't. I think they're fine for now. They've got the fourth and tenth picks. They can get an edge rusher there. Carl Lawson's coming back. They just signed Jacob Martin. Bryce Huff is here. They're okay. If they want to sign some other marginal rotation piece, that's cool, but no reason for them to make some sort of big trade. 
All right, so I'm going to agree with everything you just said. I'm just going to, uh, you know, add a little caveat, say it a little differently, uh, because especially the the trades that seem to, like, make the most sense for the team making, like, getting the star player at a position seems to come out of nowhere a lot. So I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> if if I, I don't – there's nobody that I'm thinking that's available right now that I'm saying go trade for. But the way the NFL works now in the offseason and trades, players become available that you didn't know were available. And a lot of times you're like, wow, uh, you know, like how did he only cost that? So if if there's a move out there that we're not thinking of and we don't know is option, then if I'm Joe Douglas, of course, I will consider it if the price is right. But right now there's nobody in my head that I'm saying, okay, that person's available and it makes sense to go get. Next question comes in from Say My Name. If he says, has there been any conversation about converting Lawrence Cager to tight end? I haven't heard anything about that. Have you, Chris? No, not at all. Uh, that It's not something that has been discussed. I don't believe it's something anybody's ever asked uh, either, though. So I, I don't I don't have like an answer for why it would never be discussed. But I, I except for what I, what I can tell you, he would a need to uh, uh fill out a lot he'd ha- he'd have to transform his body and he'd have to really like i mean he could be more of a move tight end but i i, I it's not a position that I, a switch that i would seem working favorably for him next question comes in from jets fan in clt he says based on the likelihood that one of the top six wide receivers will be available at number 35 what do you think about edge at four hopefully Kayvon Thibodeau that's his comment not mine and then Jordan Davis at number 10 I'm fine with edge at four I'm telling you right now though that if the Jets pick an interior defensive lineman at number 10 there's going to be pitchforks at Florham Park if if they take uh, an interior defensive lineman, I am deleting Twitter and I'm never going on <laughs> it again. Um, I and yeah, there's I am just building an absolute wall between me and fans because I do not want to hear a single reaction from fans, and I, 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 they'd be justified. I'm I, I'd be I'm not saying anything against it. But man, the fire that would scorch my eyes reading what Jets fans had to say. Uh, about that yeah no I, I I think that it's setting up right now that right now listen they've they've looked into the trade market at, at edge they you know they considered trying to get in with Chandler Jones they they saw what they could do it it didn't make sense for them to do but they know they need to address it and they're going to um and they're going to address it with these for one of these first two picks at least even if they pulled a trade for Chandler Jones, they still would have taken one of these guys. I don't know which which one uh, they're going to end up going with, and I don't know what posi- uh, if it's going to be at four or ten. My guess is right now that they're going to end up taking one of the, somebody at four, and uh, that's going to be the move. But I, if they don't, I could see them going ten. And if they go 10, then I, I think it's almost a certainty at this point that the pick would end up being either Kyle Hamilton or Mark Gardner at those point, that point. I think at, at, if they're not going with Thibodeau, if they don't like him and they don't feel that Jermaine Johnson or somebody else has worked that uh, four spot, 
then they would go for the elite uh, unicorn type playmaker as Kyle Hamilton or somebody that they think could be like, you know, a Jalen Ramsey type um, and Amar Gardner. I think they would go for that type of eliteness there at four and then try to get uh, the, the edge guy at 10. Next question comes in from David O'Rourke. He says, other than the already mentioned cuts that the Jets could do to free up more cap space, what other cap moves do you think the Jets could do to make more room? What players are prime candidates to restructure? Thanks, Scott. Great shows as always. Well, thank you, David. Really appreciate that. Chuma Doga and Greg Van Roten seem like obvious candidates to get cut. Maybe Sheldon Rankins because he's an easy one to get rid of too if you wanted to. He was fairly productive, so if you could restructure him, maybe you do that. I'd have to sit and think who you could restructure. It's tough because they have a lot of these guys on really short-term deals. So most of them, it doesn't make any sense to release them from a monetary standpoint. But then you also can't really restructure because they've only got one more year left before they can be released without much of a penalty, if that makes sense. So I think the guys that we've talked about already are the prime candidates. Like Corey Davis, what's the point in restructuring him? He's going to be gone at the end of the year unless he has a big year. He has no real incentive to restructure anything unless you want to put yourself on the hook for next year. And then that, to me, is silly because unless you're in win-now mode, why are you going to do that to yourself, make it harder to get rid of him next year? So I don't know that there's a ton of guys that you can restructure other than the obvious ones, but you can certainly get rid of Adoga. You can get rid of Van Roten. You can get rid of Sheldon Rankins if you want to. And there are some guys that you can find a way to play around with their cap space if a real impact player comes along and for some reason you really wanted to spend a ton of money now. Yeah, I think you got to, you're right, you got to focus more on releases and cuts and restructuring for the uh, multiple reasons, but the, again, the short contracts, it's much harder to do that. You don't have a lot, as much fat to work with. But like you said, go ahead. You can restructure Carl Lawson. You can restructure Corey Davis. You can restructure CJ Mosley if you want. But like you can just kind of eat those uh, some of that contract this year, and then it's a painful move on going forward. And – they're they're not going for the Super Bowl here this year. Like and these, this, this is kind of a frustrating thing uh, when fans say this stuff because it's like you're talking. Yes, that is an option for teams. Teams start doing that when they know they have a good team and they're looking to maximize that window, and they start leveraging and all that now. You look at what the Bills are doing when they just gave – they're starting to give out the voided contracts, doing the same stuff that, you know, Tampa Bay is doing. Um, that – eventually that comes around. I know we're back into this category of the cap is, is fake. No, the cap is real. It's just easy to work around, but you can tie yourself into so many knots if not done expertly just because the Saints finagled it for so long – doesn't mean that I trust every other NFL team to do it as well. Like, they tie themselves up in these knots that are complicated to get out of. And I'm all for it when you have a Super Bowl window. But you can't start leveraging yourself out before you even have a playoff window. That's, that's how you end up getting in a situation where it's just impossible to dig out of. You So, like... 
at least be thankful that he's not leveraging the f- future that much before you even have a playoff team because you, you have to have something to shoot for before you start doing that. Next question comes in from Dylan Lashway. He says, with the remaining money the Jets have for free agency, who would be your top targets? Huge fan of the show. You guys are awesome. Oh, well, thank you so much for that, Dylan. As far as who would be my targets, there really aren't a lot of guys that I'd be looking to sign, probably depth pieces now. But the trade market is something that I'd be willing to explore, especially for a veteran wide receiver that I thought could make a difference day number one in year number two of Zach Wilson's development. I've been very clear about this. I think the Jets need a proven playmaker who can really accelerate Zach Wilson's development. We saw what happened with Sam Darnold, and we've seen time and time again quarterbacks who have had this process sped up because of the presence of a quality veteran wide receiver who is either a number one type or something on the verge of a number one type. So I think the Jets should absolutely be active on the trade market looking for somebody that could fit that bill if they can acquire one at a reasonable price. But as far as the free agent market, I think that most likely if you see any signings, it's probably going to be depth guys and nothing more than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to really sit here and rattle off names because there's nobody that's going to pique your interest really at that point because the depth guys we're looking at here. I'm with you, though. The trade market, especially right now, the name floating around there right now is Robert Woods. Go, go get him. Yes, 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 go get him. The only, only, only possible concern or argument uh, that you can even think to put in the, you know, make pros and cons list. The only thing you can even put in the cons list is recovering from that injury. And the injury happened late in the season, but it's 2022. We, we see cam Akers returned from an Achilles mm-hmm. in the same year. Like the, the science is caught up on some of this stuff and reports are, he's going to be ready for training camp. And even if you tell me he's gonna, he's not gonna be ready till week five. Sign me up for Robert Woods right now. So I, I'd be looking, uh, you know, I, it's kind of a boring answer because Robert Woods is the only name I'm giving you here right now. Because again, I think the best ones are often ones that we don't even know are available. Mm-hmm. But Robert Woods, uh, that, that's good enough one. That I'd go after him. DeAndre Hopkins was available for a year and nobody knew it. So what you said is totally correct. A lot of times guys are available and we don't even know. Heck, we had no idea that the Packers were actually discussing the possibility of trading Devontae Adams. We all just took it for granted that he was going to end up back with the Packers. So you never know. But I agree, Robert Woods makes a lot of sense. And he's the one of the players that have been mentioned that we know about that could be available that seems to fit the scheme and could be had for a reasonable price. So we'll see what the Jets do. We talk about Brandon Cooks and Tyler Lockett as other possibilities. Not so sure they end up getting moved. But guys like that are players that I think the Jets are going to keep an eye on heading into the draft. Next question comes in from the great Peter J. Dillard. He says, I'm starting to think with the players that the Jets just signed and four top 50 picks, Joe Douglas may have saved himself even if Zach Wilson busts. Assuming they draft the top running back, the offensive scheme and running game can keep them competitive even if they have to turn to Mike White. 
Zach does worry me though, fellas. What are your thoughts? If Zach Wilson busts, this is not going to go well. I know that if they run the ball well and the scheme is strong, it'll certainly help them be more competitive. But if Zach Wilson busts, this could get ugly. So let's hope that doesn't happen. And as far as Joe Douglas saving himself, even if Zach Wilson busts with four top 50 picks, you forgot the important part of this, Peter. He's got to hit on those picks. If he doesn't hit on those picks... You can just add fuel to the fire of Zach Wilson not panning out. So it is certainly possible that if Zach Wilson busts, Joe Douglas could reset and find a way to save himself and push the Jets into the future in a positive way that we didn't see coming. But it makes things a heck of a lot more difficult. And just because he's got four picks in the top 50 doesn't mean that they're all going to be good. He's got to get four good players in the top 50. Yeah, absolutely. But this... This offense is set up to be better uh, with or without Zach Wilson improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, and obviously you can say the same about the defense as well. The defense, obviously if Zach Wilson can be so bad that it doesn't matter how much the defense improves. It, it, it could all be, could be leveraged out by turnovers and all that, but uh, the defense should be improved and, regardless of Zach Wilson improvement with or without that, the offense should be improved. So I, I definitely understand what Peter's saying. And, and I, I tend to get, be close to agreeing with him there, but of course you are right to point out that there's, there's a lot of assumptions are made go, going on like that still, you know, if, if this year, if he hits those four picks uh, like he hit on those, those top picks last year, then yeah, sure. That's absolutely going to be the case. And, you you know, Carl Lawson comes back and you get this year out of him what you thought you were going to get out of him last year. That, like, there's enough around there that, yes, this team should be much better with or without Zach Wilson, any improvement from him. One thing I, I, I do want to – I feel like I'm just going to keep pointing this out at least for the, the, the rest of this offseason and in this offseason – and you guys got to take a look at this AFC right now. The AFC West alone right now. Uh, the, this Jets team could make a huge, huge improvement and still really struggle to, to compete in the AFC uh, playoff picture here. So I, I, I just begging fans to keep this in mind, at least for this year, at least. That's going to wrap up part one of the mailbag. We'll have part two for you tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some great videos up there taking a look at Dalton Schultz, who could be a Jets target, free agency at tight end. Speaking of tight end, he's got a great video up there of Trey McBride, the tight end out of Colorado State, and what he thinks McBride could do for the Jets offense if the Jets were to draft him. He's got a video up reviewing Zach Wilson most recent performance against the Buffalo Bills and breaking down how he went from being a turnover-prone quarterback to a turnover-free quarterback. That's all on our YouTube channel right now, so check out those videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, mugs, hoodies, caps, it's all there, tpublic.com, that's T-E-E-Public.com, and make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. 
It doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.